drop? Tonight, a special 2020 election night recording of the Be Kind Rewind. Putting together the beat the show for election night, I kept thinking, what would be the perfect movie to talk about here in this bizarro evening of poll watching? So I had to find something that was A, consists of a shitty rich dictator, B, an epidemic, C, Vaguely about the Civil War, but no one's really sure how. Um, what else? There's a lot in here. A hat. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. Or hats. lack thereof hats. <laughs> <laughs> and most of all, something that should have been a whole hell of a lot more fun than it is. So strap in, kids, because tonight we're talking about Sahara. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Like we said at the top, special election night recording. If you are listening to this, the election was a week ago, and <laughs> one of two things happened. Either you've been in a drunken stupor for a week, uh, because we have four more years of this nonsense, or or B, you're really super pissed and you spent a lot of money on shitty flags. So, um, regardless... Uh, we're not talking about a politically themed movie tonight. We're we're talking about a a, 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 a film that I, I really enjoyed the first time I saw it and to rewatch it again a few times over the years. Like it's it's not bad. Like it's not um there's there's a lot to it and we're gonna get into that, but um overall uh, it, it's an interesting little film, and not unlike 2020, it should have been a lot better received than it was. So, uh, let's get into it. My guest tonight, the venerable, my friend, you know him, you love him, Mr. Jeremiah Campbell. Hello. Uh, you call me Nanook now. Nanook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the North. Nanook of the North. Uh, Mr. Jeremiah Campbell will not be with us much longer. Uh, on a regular basis, uh, Mr. Jer- Mr. Jeremiah got uh, promoted. He's, he's, uh, he's a big man on campus now. He got promoted with uh, the company we both work for, and he's uh, all his bags will be packed. He'll be ready to go, and he is moving to, can I say? Yeah. He's going to move to Alaska. It sounds like a really terrible plot to a movie. I'm moving <laughs> to Alaska. But um, right around thirty days a night. Yeah, thirty here. days a night. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to Thirty Days of Night. <laughs> that was a good movie. Um, so yeah, uh, Jeremiah got a really cool opportunity in Alaska, and I'm very sad to see him go. But I know that uh, this is great for him, and it's not goodbye. It's just I'll see you later, and. Either he loves it there and I get a chance to vacation to Alaska all the time or he does his time there and comes home to us. So we'll see. It right. doesn't. We'll see. We'll, um, uh, it's it's going to open a lot more door, doors when this tenure is open, is over, I think. So all I, I'm, 
as sad as I am, I'm happy for you. Oh, so thanks, man. We're gonna we're cheersing to Diet Pepsi. It's a warm Diet Pepsi. <laughs> so, but let's let's get into the movie Sahara 2005. Matthew McConaughey, uh, Steve Zahn, Penelope Cruz, um, Delroy Lindo, William H Mace, uh, William H uh, Macy, and I love this. Um, Rain Wilson actually was a huge surprise. Uh, I totally forgot. Totally forgot that Rain Wilson was in this. So <laughs> I remembered William H Macy. Well, of course. But uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, can you not? But uh, yeah, I forgot that Rain Wilson was in there. And I want to look up when the Office debuted. Mm. Office debut. U.S. debut because I want to know if there was this pre or post. Oh, or during interesting, interesting. Uh, March twenty fourth, two thousand five, when the first season, the first six episodes of The Office, the first season was really short. Oh, so he would have filmed this before he would have Sahara. Yeah, he would have filmed it before then. Sahara so was April 2005. It was April. Two, so this came out literally like when the first season ended because uh, it ended it ended like in April. So almost – so <laughs> Rain Wilson had a great, great spring that year in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> um, he cemented his, his, his Dwight Schrute and he was in Sahara. So Sahara, uh, 2005, based on the book by the same name by Clive Cussler. And it stars Matthew McConaughey as the <laughs> the totally not a made-up name Dirk Pitt. <laughs> well, that's the name of the character in the book. It is, yeah. But it's just totally funny <laughs> that, like, the most, I don't know, I, these these movies with that have a lot of action, a lot of like working parts, like the Dirk Pitt. Like really, that's the name that mm. <laughs> he came up with. So Dirk Pitt and his crew. Uh, the movie, they are deep sea uh, treasure salvage salvage treasure outfit. hunters. Yeah, yeah, treasure hunting outfits. Basically, the curse of Oak Island. If it were a bunch of really hot. Uh, actors, <laughs> basically, and William H Macy. And William, are you saying oh, William? Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, I know you have a man crush. Uh, <laughs> he just enjoyed watching him in his cigar the whole movie. Oh yes, <laughs> Penelope Cruz. Who? <laughs> and nobody was looking at her. So, um, yeah, they get, um, and I really liked the beginning where. The opening credits is basically just a pan to a uh, 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 like a desk in an in a uh, in a uh, in an office, and it basically tells you everything you need to know. Actually, it's pretty cool. It's With a, all the pictures and stuff. All the pictures, and if you look closely, you can see like the articles and stuff like that. It just paints a picture that these people have worked together for a very long time. Um, lots of lots of backstory there that was really cool, and I and I really liked. I really liked that that first sequence. So, it, the 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 central premise is really kind of hard to nail, nail down because there's two or three like really main. I don't know. It seems like there's two or three main like main plots, 
that's kind of sort of blend together. Yeah, it's like two different movies happening that just happen to like there is <laughs> coexist and then mesh. It, it's it's a lot like um it's a lot like uh the the uh, series of unfortunate events where the first movie is three books <laughs> because it does seem like there's several stories going on. The first one uh, you find out is a steamship, um, an ironclad steamship from the Civil War, which in and itself is pretty interesting. Because or no, not a steamship. It's a it's actually a submarine, I believe. No, it's a ship. Is it just a ship? It's yeah, not a but submarine. It's like completely covered though. Yeah. And it goes missing, and you, you find out pretty quickly that Dirk Pitt believes that it made its all that it's real. That it's, it's yeah, it, it didn't it didn't go it didn't uh, sink off the coast of Virginia, but actually made it all the way to Egypt. Uh, up the Nile and uh, when in, and I'm really curious on how historically accurate that is. If Sahara <laughs> Desert was water in, I don't think I don't think it was water in the 18 in the mid 1800s. I know yeah, it used to be it used up. to be underwater, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does it, it. It's alluded to that it made it all the way across the ocean, which that part they don't really explain how it made it across the ocean. So it's almost like a supernatural mystery there, which is kind of interesting. And then you have Penelope Cruz, who is a who doctor, a World <laughs> Health Organization. Again, pretty timely. A lot of timeliness stuff in a movie that's 15 years old. Um, is a World Health Organization doctor who discovers uh, an epidemic of um, who's who's trying to find um, the source of a, of a sickness. And, and actually, I believe it's air. Don't they say that it's an airborne sickness? That's uh, yeah. I don't, they end up well, finding it's in the water, it's right? in the water, but they find it, but it does create some sort of airborne sickness. So you've got that one. And then tied to that, there is the story of this dictator and this warring faction that he's fighting. Right. And so you have like these, Pretty interesting things. They're all just kind of meshing together. Little William H. Macy that's just like this, this rich guy that hangs out with diplomats and things like that. <laughs> but uh, it's supposed to be set up that Ma- that Matthew McConaughey and you know Dirk Pitt and Steve Zahn are... Uh, it, it's very much presents itself as like a modern-day Indiana Jones. Right. And it's... You could almost, if Steve Zahn was just like a little bit more bumbling, like he pretty much is, like you could almost say that this would be like a modern day take on like the adventures of of Dr. Henry Jones and Marcus when they were younger, Dr. Jones's dad, like Steve, <laughs> Sean Connery, RIP, and Marcus when they were younger. I don't know. I've... I, Lately, I've I've had this I that not this idea, but like I've I've read up on a concept of what they would have done, being archaeologists in the late eighteen hundreds. I think would be a fascinating, interesting thing. So you could almost say that that's more or less the story they're saying is uh, this pretty cool guy and his kind of bumbling sidekick, who's not really a sidekick because he's supposed to be the way it's described in the book. I watched a bunch of the. I watched a bunch of the 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 behind the scenes videos, and that character is supposed to be built like a tank, like he's just supposed to be huge mm. and just a tank. 
but they gave it to Steve Zahn and they described him as, you know, being pretty tough. And you don't really think about it until they showed him. Like, as they're talking, yeah, Steve Zahn's being pretty buff, and they show me sitting there, and he's all ripply and stuff. You just can't tell. Right. <laughs> like, the sum is not as great as the parts. Yeah, he's, like, not bumbly in his actions. He's just it's in his lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're, it even says, like, they're both, like, ex-military special mm-hmm. ops or something. They were on the same, you know, in the same armed forces, and mm-hmm. which they do... Really well, they do a pretty good job of like showing that when they have to fight the like the the rebels or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but. yeah, he is really good at his job. Um, he just comes off as really bumbling. And you you actually called it when we first saw it when it first came out when the the correlation between Indiana Jones always re- getting his hat back. And yeah. Steve Zahn not being able to hold on to his hat at all <laughs> during the... I love that part. It's like they just threw it in the Indiana Jones' face. Like, yep. this, is, this is not Indiana Jones. This is like its not own adventure all. movie. Uh-huh. Oh, he lost his hat and we never see it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... My hat! <laughs> I don't know. I think this movie's really cool. I saw it in theater. I've probably seen it three or four times at least. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's like a good. It's like one of those good go-to ones if it comes on TV to just watch. Yeah, it's not a bad watch at all, and it's very. Um, I, I don't know. It's. I I, I want to be kind about it, but like I, there's, it's like there's a missing part, and I don't know what it is, to what it what why it didn't become. The next Indiana Jones. It right. didn't. It but was supposed to. It was, it was, they were supposed to like have sequels. and mm-hmm. Although I don't know. you know, They started with the 11th book in the series yeah. of 25 books to pick out of. Mm-hmm. So when I when I went to re-watch this movie, my dis- I went and just, because I already like it, so I went and to look to see what the critics had to say about it mm-hmm. and based try to see what they were looking at. And to me, it was just all unfounded. Like, I, I, I don't get it at all. Like, uh, one of the biggest things is they talked about is how unbe- unbelievable and farcical this movie is. And I was like, did they even like read the synopsis for no. any of the books? Cause no. like, this is like one of the most tame ones out. I was like, so I was like, I've not read them. So I started look reading up on the books and yeah. like in one of the books, they raised the freaking Titanic. So, oh, they, uh, yes. yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> like, there's one that has a moon, a hidden moon, Hidden moon base. I mean, there's a hidden moon base yeah. in one of them. <laughs> and in the last book, they find this the city of Atlantis. So, well, of I course, mean, they do. <laughs> so, um, another big complaint was that there was too much rock music, and I was like, it because it didn't like fit in with that because they're in Africa or whatever. Yeah, they're but, in like, Africa. I was, so I'm like watching the score, and I'm like, no, this is like really good. Like it's takes you know they took that classic i'm sure movies have done before this where like the rock music's playing in the car mm-hmm. and then they get out of the car and then the music continues or it goes away yeah. or vice versa yeah yeah yeah. but then the rest of the time like the music is all very like you know traditional like for the area mm-hmm. those kinds of things so yeah that was a pretty uh pretty amazing like moment of act of real of of reality when he says, yeah, no one really cares what happens in Africa because like, all these terrible things are happening there. He's right. Like, yeah, no one cares what happens here. In a way, they don't. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, I really like the the little. According, to, yeah. Compared to the books, yeah, it's pretty tame. But there's some really fun stuff in there. I love. Uh, it's it's just so ridiculous how they when they drag the liner to the truck across the desert and then they build. They the, build like a sail car. They build a sail car <laughs> out, of out, of an old, out of an old plane, <laughs> yeah. and there's just so many cool. When I love the boat chase, that boat chase yeah. is so fun. There's just a lot of fun things, and I don't know if it was like one fun thing too far. Um, you know, literally, my only complaint was that like. In the end, so like, you know, spoiler alert to a 15-year-old movie, like they find the metal ship in the desert. Right. Oddly enough, really close by to where they happen to be um, staying. The helicopter lines up perfectly with the cannon. Like they get the cannon to work, <laughs> right. which is cool. Like they're firing off Civil War cannons in the middle of the desert at airplanes. But that that <laughs> helicopter just lay, keeps lining itself up perfectly with a cannon. Well, you could see why those things were eventually changed to something else because <laughs> you can only do so much with it. But that was my biggest, like, oh, come on now. But either still. For a movie of 2005, cool. yeah. for an action movie, that is like nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. The, to say that to, it was too <laughs> too fanciful, I think it was tame compared to a lot of crap that's been out there. I mean, National Treasure came out, what, like two years before this? And that movie made like All the millions money. of yeah. dollars and like. Nothing. It was nothing different, really, mm-hmm. other than it was a Nicolas Cage vehicle by Disney. I mean, mm-hmm. so I think that has a lot to do with it. The promotion uh, was like reading on the promotion of this. So it was pretty much Matthew McConaughey driving across the United States in an RV with the movie plastered on the side of it. Nice. <laughs> and then I don't think that it helped that the the writer he uh, sued them. Clive Cussler did. Yeah, because. He said, you know, he didn't have enough creative rights to the movie it, and how it played out. It and was so. it was interesting re- watching the behind the scenes, the way they had to court Clive Cussler for a long time to get him to sign off on Matthew McConaughey um, being this main character. And I, I think I think the audience for those books had to have been a very specific audience because he was very like well Dirk Pitt is blonde and Matthew McConaughey is like well we can fix that and he has green eyes well that's something that we can address too like so he wore green contacts the whole movie not that you would know like (laughs) it's not you know Dirk Pitt no one unless you were a big fan of this series of books you would have the only thing you would have known is what you're shown on this in this movie right Apparently the critics were not. I mean, they just ba- rated it based off of face value. They didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think it's a lot of fun, and I like the different. There, it is all over the place. Like it, it is a buffet of a movie for sure. I mean, you've got the set pieces are freaking crazy. It's one hundred and sixty million dollars that they spent, and it only made like one hundred and twenty million back. So it was one of the biggest flops because they don't really <clears throat> factor in how much the promoting, like all the right. money goes into making it. The rest is how much they but pay on the, oh, weirdly outside. it opened for like two weeks at number one at the yeah. box office. So like what happened? So I was like looking at movies before and after. Yes. And it was just like, eh. I mean, star Wars came, uh, episode three came out the following month. Well, and uh, like, but during that time you had hitchhikers, you had 
the second triple X movie, which was awful. Sin City. See, when I look back to 2005, at this point in my life, I actually worked at a part-time at a video store. And around 2005. And I do remember, you know, Sahara being one of the movies that we were carrying at the time. And looking back, it, it seemed to be like those types of movies that you were talking about, these action movies. And then also like the frat boy comedies that were out at the time, uh, old school and things like that. The Hangover yeah. and Dodgeball, like all yeah. those types of movies. So it it's a very, you know, y- you could see that the tastes were very much split back then and they weren't really, I don't think action movies, especially what the second triple X movie. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's got like I, a nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> let's watch. Wait, that's uh, the one with Ice Cube, yeah, isn't let's it? Let's watch oh, Ice Cube okay. climb up the side of a boat, but <clears> you can <throat> tell he's being like lifted up the side of the boat. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no. it's weird. That there was no like cadence. Like usually, you get like two or three action movies all at once. You know, kind of like, but it wasn't during the summer, which mm-hmm. is when they usually kind of do that crap. Yeah, and. It, yeah, right. It's and like April. all over the place. There's like horror movies. There's like House of Wax and Amityville Horror and mm-hmm. like, and then just the oddball stuff like you were talking about. Yeah, hodgepodge of movies back in 22, in the mid 2000s, that's for sure. Um, and, and the fact that Steve Zahn being, I, 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 my guess is that they were banking on him being a bigger actor than he ended up being because he, the only, like this and Saving Silverman and let's pull up his filmography. As far as the other actors go, it's funny that, like, so this movie didn't do that great, but then Matthew McConaughey goes on to, like, do all this awesome shit. And oh, then, yeah. And then you got Nicolas Cage, who did the two National tre- Treasure movies, mm-hmm. which were everybody just thought were amazing. And then, you know, Kick-Ass was, like, the last good thing he did for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everything else was garbage. So... Until that one movie that just came out not too long ago, which I still haven't seen. Well, you know, it's funny looking at his um, his filmography leading up to this. So he was he was in Reality Bites, Crimson Tide, that thing you do. He was in that. Uh, Out of sight, you've got mail, forces of nature. Um, Happy Texas, which I remember was a really well received movie. He was he did a voice in Stuart Little, uh, Doctor Doolittle, Joyride. Uh, he was the main love interest in Riding with Cars with Boys, and there's Silver Saving Silverman. Um, so he did a lot of stuff. He was in the Chicken Little movie for Disney, and then Sahara comes out, and then afterwards, okay, he was in Re- Rescue Dawn in 2006, and then. The Great Buck Howard, Strange <laughs> Wilderness, That's Unstable what Fables, uh, <laughs> Diary, no, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, not bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know that he brought him back in for di- for Dallas Buyers Club. The Good Dinosaur, Ridiculous Six, Captain Fantastic, War of the Planet of the Apes. He's been in a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, just he's not been like a- anything, yeah. you know, just... It's not like oh, Os- it's not like Oscar worthy or anything like that. I know he's. I mean, he definitely has a career, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't turn that down at all. So one of the other biggest things is they said there's like no chemistry in this movie. And I think like the scene on the boat chase, especially with maybe not just when it's all three of them, Rain Wilson and him and that's like an awesome scene. Like yes, the, the dynamic. That, yeah, but those three. Yeah, when those three were together, that, that was great stuff. And then you're right. I, I do agree that the, the, the chemistry is weird after, but for some reason with Rain Wilson there, it did make it, maybe because we know Rain Wilson, I have no idea, but like it does make it a little bit more fluid and it would have been interesting too to have instead of just the two guys, since Steve Zahn is supposed to be like this badass too. Yeah. have just this nerd that they drag with him and <laughs> right. then they have to deal with this. They both have to deal with this guy in two different ways. <laughs> but again, that's a whole another layer of, of this layer cake that they've made of a film. Yeah. So, um, maybe it's just that it, like you couldn't like those scenes, those action points are very, like very fun. Like mm-hmm. even though there's horrible stuff happening, like they blow up all these boats and people and stuff. But it's like very comedic, almost yeah. like it's very Indiana Jones like. But then you have like the action sequences with Penelope Cruz and like the like the rebels and all those other things, and those are very like much more serious. Like, I mean, her best friend basically, you know, he gets murdered by them, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's very like it's not. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like, a happy moment at all. At, yeah, and then, out of nowhere you get some really rough things. So I it's kind of up and down as far as like emotionally. The, the, yeah, the tone is, <laughs> and again, it, it was made you know in a different time, but yeah, uh, the tone is kind of all over the place. Like, are, are these people? De- I mean, is this horrible and you know terrible conditions for people living in Africa? But like, oh, who cares? You know, hey, a civil war ship of all things. So, um. The, the the different types of, you know, the history that you learn about it with the different coins and things like that. I mean, there is some history in there. Whether that's real or not, it doesn't matter. It is pretty fascinating. Right. <laughs> but again, you're you're also in war-torn Africa. And you have the different types of sensibilities. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> um, but again, it is weirdly timely that all these elements are things that we're kind of dealing with now in 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Do you think that they should have just uh, went ahead and made a sequel? Or do you think they had lost so much money that they just weren't going to? I mean, I think it's good enough to warrant like a series or whatever. I don't, you know, maybe not a blockbuster, or but still like I thought it was great. I thought they were fun, you know. But I think that... I think this movie struggled just from the critic points and then the writer suing them right as the movie's going to premiere. And mm-hmm. Even though they countersued and won, you know, it doesn't, it left a bad taste in people's mouths. Although I don't know why, because like the people that I know that read these books are like my grandma. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. is there a, is it a name of a series or is it just Clive Cussler? And then it's just, he has a ton of books, but like there's 25 Dirk Pitt okay. novels. And then he's got other ones that are, like kind of the same, but not that character. A different character. With all this material, the uh, I'm surprised it hasn't been turned into like an Amazon show, right? Or a Netflix series. The books like, definitely have a big following, so I don't know do why they? they wouldn't. So I'm gonna look up. I mean, you don't write 25 books. <laughs> Let's look at all the a... different movies that have been made. Oh, two. 
<laughs> by Clive Gussler or books? yeah, movies. What was the other one, Raise the Titanic. Huh. <laughs> there's, an actual, there's actually a movie. Um, okay, so there's oh maybe there's more. Nope, two. Uh, Race the Titanic, which is a movie from 1980. We're gonna look at that here in a minute. Um, oh shoot. Yeah, Race the Titanic is a. Starring Jason Robards, Richard, what, and Archer, and Sir Alec Guinness. Oh, oh, we stumbled on something amazing. That seems like a movie we need to watch. Yes, it is. So Jason Robards plays Admiral James Sandecker. Look that up. Is that what who William H Macy plays? Oh uh, yeah, it is. James he's, Sandecker. He's Sandecker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Richard Jordan plays Dirk, Dirk Pitt. I don't see Al listed as. So Clive Cussler had no problem signing on off those people, but he was struggling mm-hmm. with, uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, shoot. The, the film grossed $7 million against 40 million to make that. Ooh. So yeah, we're definitely going to look up that movie. So raise the Titanic 1980. So. They do it. They try to take Clive Cussler books twice to make movies, and both of them fail. Yeah, at this point, you stop making movies, and if, <laughs> since there's so much material, I think a TV show would just be freaking amazing. Right, like Netflix or somebody get a hold of that. Yeah, and take it. Yeah, either yeah, either Amazon or Netflix. I think would do do it justice for sure. Um, I even looked into like because like I was like, why is this movie so? Why did people not like it? And you know, we talk about like it has multiple themes. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe that it's. You know, one of those things where they have so many books, they try to combine them all into one movie, mm-hmm. or a bunch of them into one movie. Yeah. You don't even have to, like, read the book. If you just read the synopsis, it's pretty much everything that happens in this movie is... Yeah. It's really close. <laughs> it's really close. Like, it's really close. There's just a lot going on. Like, yeah. And there's... I think it also... I wish they would have done it... I'm curious how it comes off in the book, because there's, like, two-third acts. There's, there's two. like, the whole fight scene... And what happens with the the guy that's poisoning everybody? Yeah, and like you think there's going to be this huge fight on the roof of the building, which you know, classic action movie which type I, thing. Which I loved the the concept of the of the solar farm. Right. Yeah, like, it was cool. Oh, that's it was way very cool. like James Bond. Yeah, kind of thing it going was. On. And then it just leaves this really cool place to. Then you go from that, and then all of a sudden you're fighting this guy out in the desert. Yeah, you know, with a helicopter and a and a and civil a war and a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> so and you cut this head off the snake, and everybody. Yeah. Gives that... up. I mean, they did have the rebels like back them up, but like yeah. they all had tanks and stuff. Like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're afraid of people with just machine guns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I I do think that that's a little. Um. That's a little much. The that concept of cut off the head of the snake and the snake dies, I think it's a it's a cop out, but it's also like just kind of a lazy way to write it. But it is an easy way to get yourself out of a really bad plot hole that you wouldn't normally have anyway. Because you know this is that same thought that always comes up with like Star Wars. Like, okay, so they kill the emperor, you have a giant infrastructure throughout the entire galaxy of all these people. They're not just going to like, okay, well now I don't fight for them anymore. (laughs) 
there is going to be a vacuum of of leadership there, and someone's going to have to fill it. Maybe um, it's because they uh, a lot of the things you see in this movie have been done before. Like I thought they did them in creative new ways. Yeah, but like if you just take it for face value, what it is, like what did they do? You've seen before, like the fight scene on top of the tall building, the you know blow up the bad guy in the helicopter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> all those kinds of things. The I think the boat chasing was probably the most unique thing in this. The as boat far as chasing, like an action thing. Yeah, it it, it did kind of. And then the 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 wind car. <laughs> The wind car, for sure. Um, I, and I just felt bad, like, and, and maybe just because I'm getting older, like, I thought it was hilarious that they, so they'd just been dragging this this rhino liner across the desert, and that is, and then all of a sudden they find this plane, and they're like, you know how tired and exhausted these guys are. Right. Okay, now we're going to work on a project. Next scene. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Which I thought was awesome, because they don't tell you, like, they don't show you how or anything. Nope, it's just like, just, next scene, flying. You get to work. Sail car. Yep, sail car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely wish they would go somewhere with it, though, because, like, like you said, in the beginning, you get the story, basically, in the office, like, the whole background. So that was really cool, so you don't need, like, a buildup. No, To, like, really create don't. the characters. But there are a lot of things in the movie that then you're like, oh, we're, well... Like when they do the boat thing, they call it something. I don't remember what they call it. Yeah, they reference to like, another oh, thing that they did. We're in doing another... the Panama. Yeah, the or, Panama. Yeah. So you're like, all Ooh, right, cool. That what was that? Le- what was that? We yeah. want to learn about that. Or mm-hmm. there's the whole scene with uh, William H Macy and Delroy Lindo, where he's trying to get him help, and he's like, "Well, you owe me for whatever." Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll do it." Yeah. So there's like, there's little backstory pieces that would be cool to understand. I mean, and you feel like Delroy Lindo, like in another movie, would have such a like a way bigger role. Well, and you see these. I mean, that's even that as a classic, like a guy that's watching the machinations but not part of it. I mean, look at just like the first season of The Mandalorian. Again, there's characters like that that are outside of the process, but still major player involved and still and and I I for me personally, I really liked the scene with with um. William H Macy when he was talking to the guy at the uh, at the um, embassy about what they find, like this is a huge deal, and the guy just kind of like mm-hmm, yeah takes his information and like that's really about it, and just kind of is really dismissive. <laughs> I'm like working in a corporate environment for 24 years, like yep, <laughs> that guy can't do anything. He's just gonna take some information. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really cool and it was really neat to see them in r- real time. Trying to beat, I mean, not only had all that stuff, but again, they had a, a, a zombie pandemic going on right. at the same time. Like, there's just so many little things. And I'm wondering if uh, uh, he was, uh, Matthew McConaughey was also a producer on this. And I'm wondering if he just was so, it was just so stretched that there was just like, let's put all this stuff in it. You know, maybe he just had too much like creative input into it. Mm. When you know, sometimes when you get too when when these people get too close to their material, then it just goes off the rails. And I don't know, I I I, I don't know what it's missing because it's a lot of fun, and there's nothing here that doesn't say it shouldn't have been a huge series of movies, at least three of them, right? Or at least a a, a series now of Dirk Pitt adventures on Netflix or Amazon. I have no idea. Um, 
Yeah, I just keep coming back to National Treasure because it's got kind of the same formula. Like, yeah. same kind of theme. Mm-hmm. You got the main guy and you got the goofy sidekick. Who is still a Mary like, Zoo in his own right. So, like, how do those two guys make yeah. this movie so awesome? But then these other two guys, which in their own right are Was just it as good of actors. Was it location? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> us dumb uh, Americans know those things, but yeah. we didn't know anything about <laughs> but even with a civil warship over there, it didn't make it. Any- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a shame because it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of freaking. I don't know. I I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's another. I, I didn't have time to watch it twice, and I wanted to because it was just a lot of fun. And there's no reason why it couldn't be bought into a series. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so you hear that Netflix? Yeah, Netflix, Amazon. If um, you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> the couple people that I that always talk to me about the show, <laughs> call your buddies at Netflix and turn and turn the Dirk Pitt adventures into a series. I don't think Steve Zahn's doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it was just really yeah. Like I said, it was really hard for them to get Clive Cussler's f- approval for it because he was so specific about what Dirk Pitt looks like. I don't think anybody cares what Dirk Pitt looks like. <laughs> Yes, have blonde hair and green eyes. All right. <laughs> Pretty sure my grandma, who reads these books, saw the movie and liked it, and she never said one thing about him not looking like dirt. What paint. they would think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you think the sequel should be? The if sequel? It, or make another one. If you were to do this now, who would you <laughs> cast? I don't even know what he's supposed to look like. But. Yeah. I mean, apparently, being having blonde hair and green eyes is not something that's a problem. So, but you still gotta have like that. I don't know. I don't know. They're like, yeah, if you're just gonna pick somebody like that, you'd be like, what, you know, like Chris Evans or whatever. But then he's just uh, like, I don't there's know. There's got to be some like comedic part of it in there too, and and maybe that's what was missing. There, there's, I don't know. There was nothing that made Dirk Pitt cool. And maybe that's why Indiana Jones was cool and this guy didn't – there wasn't really anything about him that made him cool other than he was Matthew McConaughey. He might as well have just been playing Matthew McConaughey because there's nothing about Matthew McConaughey that doesn't tell me he doesn't do this type of thing anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I searched for Civil War coins. <laughs> or when he saves her on the beach. Like, yeah, that's what I see Matthew McConaughey. He's like yeah. out in the ocean. Like, yep. Surfing or whatever. Yep, that's off the what the coast he, of Africa. That's what he do. That's <laughs> McConaughey. McConaughey's gonna McConaughey. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're talking about when they're talking about like the, the, the charisma between the characters. Like he's just kind of him, and then Steve Zahn's like trying to be the. Like he was the really, relief. Yeah, he was doing it, but yeah. Maybe there's that some was... good scenes with that, like when they're having lunch, and like. Matthew McConaughey gets an idea and he just leaves the table and he's like, yeah, and Steve Zahn's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah, the check. No, no, or, I'll get the check. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that scene was so good. They put it in the preview. Right. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Maybe, you're right. Maybe this needed to be either the three of those guys. Cause that would have been a really fun thing. You know, think hangover, but having a, an Indiana Jones adventure. Right. Or B just, Dirk Pitt or just make it about you know Al saving Dirk Pitt like flip it on its on its the sidekick has to step up and save the top guy that's having his own event I mean again that would be a whole another layer but it's still something that's different I I don't know I, I, I usually we're we're pretty good at pinpointing what 
these little what these films need to just take it over the top and I don't know. I do the more I mull over it, I do agree that the 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 chemistry is a little bit off between those two guys. I think and it might not be the chemistry, it's like Dirk Pitt's character, he's so like he's all about the civil war. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like I like that part. Then he's very in, the intensity when it's like those scenes yeah. like, of discovery. Like he's very yeah. like the archaeologist side of when he's Indiana sitting on the Jones. boat talking to Penelope Cruz. Like that's yeah. You want you want you're leaning in. Like I want to know more about. I want him right. to tell me more about the Civil War. But then there's no flip side. Like Indiana Jones, he's got the like intensity. But then like there's always like this comedic part, and whether it's yeah. through action or through yeah. you know physical comedy, it's there. And in this. There's not none with him, Mm-mm. you know. It's all with Steve Zahn's yeah, character. Yeah, the same. Like when yeah. he goes to detonate the or yeah the bombs and stuff. There's all these problems arise. When Dirk Pitt's doing stuff, there's like no comedic problem, I guess, with anything. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good take on. It. There is no comedic problem. There is no. There's no real. Like there's problems. But yeah, there's nothing. There's no brevity with Dirk Pitt's character. That Steve Zahn had all of the brevity, right? But it was. I mean, there's just, and you could tell they spent every penny of that hundred and sixty million dollars. That's for sure. I mean, the set to this went. The solar farm is big. The ship is huge. The different cities that they built, right? The the African cities they built were huge. Like there was a lot of money they spent in it, but. It's a bummer because it was a lot of fun. So, but again, nothing. Those things that were was all there. Nothing. Yeah. They just, <laughs> <laughs> turn the camera on. We're good. <laughs> that's what's in Africa. Those things are it's just yeah, solar farms and civil war yeah. ships. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I honestly, this really, this movie is. Uh, it, it just basically came out as a scoop of a b- vanilla, like. Everything about it should have just hit, and it was a miss every single time. Again, perfect, perfect movie to talk about on election night and talking about twenty twenty. Like this should have been a really cool year, and nothing hit right. Right. <laughs> we should have picked a like more in depth movie for today because why? This is great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we wanted My to goal be was more to come in here and not think about the election. And like, you're welcome. I wanted to like. And the night where I'm going to go outside and either two, one of two things are going to happen. I'm going to go out there and the sky is going to be on fire (laughs) (laughs) or there's going to be like stars and beautifulness. Stars and beautifulness. (laughs) (laughs) Like you open the window shade and it's a dumpster fire outside. (laughs) Well, like I said, either we're almost done or we're halfway done. And neither one of those (laughs) sounds, um, Neither one of those sounds uh, <laughs> like a great like outcome. A good outcome, yeah. <laughs> All right, just on another leg of the journey. Oh gosh! <laughs> Hope you got Gross. your twentieth wind. <laughs> the twentieth wind. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for turning in tonight. Sahara, two thousand five, with Matthew McConaughey. Um, they're based off your grandma's favorite book series. <laughs> I'm sure other people read it, but that's I'm only See, speaking to me, off it's what more, I know. It, it's more like uh, to me, it seems like it would have been more your dad's speed or people like your dad's speed. Mm. 
like, you know, like the older boomer guys, but not saying your dad's an older boomer, but that, to me, that's what it seems like. Cause I mean, I grew up looking at the covers of these books for years and years and years. It's like the same people that read like Tom Clancy. Or exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. Tom Clancy, they're able to make tons and tons of, of books, even and video games. And, and, yeah. Movies and... Yeah. To- even, even dudes from the office are able to make Tom Clancy movies work, but <laughs> dudes from the office couldn't make Clive Cussler books work. <laughs> so definitely check out Sahara check out raise the titanic i certainly want to because you right? know that ship comes up and it just looks beautiful and pristine and not a broken wreck <laughs> that would have broken as they're pulling it up off the seafloor <laughs> that and i just want to see it because it's got sir alan mcginnis in it <laughs> right got obi-wan in it yeah all right well thank you so much for tuning in guys remember to check us out on all your streaming platforms uh, get your merch at redbubble.com also big news Found out today, actually, um, the Be Kind Rewind Live is returning for the week before Turkey Day Black Friday extravaganza. We're going to be watching Carnival of Souls. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love Carnival of Souls. Um, I like that more than Manos, actually. Manos is great, but uh, Carnival of Souls is a lot of fun. Um, so be watching for more details on that, unless you're listening to this a year from now and it should still be streaming unless Facebook has been deleted and it's all government run (laughs) bullshit now. So, (laughs) uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Jeremiah, one more show to go, brother. Yeah. So got to get that last one in. Yep. Uh, so tune in next week. Same Pat podcast channel, same pod, but whatever. Uh, remember, if you're going to have a rewind, you might as well be kind. I love you. We love you. And thank you for turning in. Um, I don't know. Sahara should have been better. <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. All right. Love you. See you next time.